we'll have our announcement. Reporters, after the announcement, will be welcome to approach the mic here for questions and answers. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everybody, for being here in the beautiful Bow Valley uh, today. It's uh, great to uh, finish the week after being in Edmonton here. I wish we could move the Alberta legislature here every time that I come uh, and visit for sure. I'm here with uh, jo Joanne McCallum from the uh, town of Canmore today, Councilor with the town of Canmore, as well as Rachel Ludwig, who's the CEO of Explore Canmore uh, in Kananaskis. Um, I'd like to, uh, again, just thank everybody for being here today. I'm pleased, of course, to be here today to announce more investments in Kananaskis country and to reaffirm our government's commitment to conservation, public safety, and outdoor recreation in this region. Complementing the success of the conservation pass, our government is supporting key capital uh, projects in Kananaskis. As part of uh, Budget 2022, we are investing more than $4 million in upgrades to grassy lakes and the Goat Creek day use areas. We are upgrading trails, parking lots, and other facilities in the area to address public safety issues and park congestion while improving the visitor experience. This work is necessary and will begin almost immediately. Crews are already in the area and construction is expected to begin in early April. This means that some trails are, and climbing areas will be not available this season, which I know will be disappointing to many. However, Kananaskis country offers hundreds of kilometers of nearby maintained trails that are ready to be explored and, and the Environment and Parks team has compiled a list of recommended alternatives for families and hikers of all skill levels. These upgrades will address some of the biggest concerns Albertans have voiced, including parking and vehicle congestion, and we look forward to welcoming Albertans back to that area next year. Complementing these upgrades, I'm excited to announce that our government is committing uh, just under a million dollars in revenues from the Kananaskis Conservation Pass to support a free regional transit initiative. This new bus will connect the town of Canmore and the Canmore Nordic Centre and the renovated Grassy Lake Day Use Area, and it will be completely free for Albertans. Funds from the Conservation Pass are being directed to the town of Canmore to help with purchasing a bus, enhancing transit stops, constructing associated infrastructure, and operating the service for three years. It is our hope that by introducing a free regional transit service, we will reduce barriers and ensure more Albertans are able to explore Kananaskis. We're looking forward to collaborating with the town of Canmore on this initiative and thank them for their leadership. I strongly believe that investing in conservation benefits us all. And that is why I'm happy to share that we're also expanding today the Bow Valley Wildland Provincial Park to conserve more outdoor spaces that Albertans love. We're adding an additional 610 acres, about the size of 462 standard football fields to the park, protecting more land and building on other conservation initiatives that are underway across the region. I'm thankful to everyone involved in making this important expansion happen as it will strengthen the protection of our important wildlife corridors. This is used by elk, deer, coyote, cougars, black and grizzly bears. It's important to note that this expansion is being done to improve conservation in the area and it will not have an impact on the existing access for recreation users, nor will it affect any treaty or traditional indigenous use, including hunting. We are blessed to live in what I honestly believe is the most beautiful part of the world. So it is not surprising that more Albertans and out-of-province visitors are looking to explore our province and experience its natural beauty. It's exciting to see the growing interest in our provincial parks and our public lands, but it's also important to ensure that we are doing uh, what we can to protect the environment, putting more boots on the ground, and supporting public safety. Last year, we introduced 310 Land, a new phone line to report illegal activity and public safety issues on Crown Land. Albertans can also access 310 land during regular business hours for general land and resource-related inquiries. 
We are anticipating another very busy year, and I would encourage all those planning to visit Alberta's backyard to commit to conservation. Alberta's crown lands are, shared, are our shared resource, and their conservation is a shared responsibility. For our government, taking the necessary steps to conserve our provincial parks and public lands is a top priority. Strong partnership and initiatives like the Canada's Conservation Pass are having a positive impact. Protecting our outdoor spaces and keeping up with the growing demand for recreation while prioritizing public safety. Thank you again for joining us today. I look forward to continuing to provide updates on how the government will be continuing to invest in this important region. And with that, I would like to welcome Joanne McCallum to the podium for the Town of Canmore to say a few words. I'm not as tall as him. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful day in the mountains. Uh, I'd like to welcome you all on behalf of Mayor, uh, Kenmore Mayor and Council. Mayor Krausert sends his regrets as he's unable to attend this morning as he had a long-standing family commitment. Uh, as a Town of Kenmore Councillor and the Chair of the Bow Valley Regional Transit Services Commission, I am very excited today to talk about this partnership that will provide free transit service to the Kenmore Nordic Centre, Grassy Lakes, and Quarry Lake starting in 2024. We know that there is no practical way to build adequate parking to accommodate the volume of visitors who love to access these special sites. By adding a new local transit route with hourly service to these areas between the May long weekend and mid-September, we can provide an attractive alternative for people who might normally choose to drive their private vehicle. We anticipate that visitation to Canmore and our surrounding provincial park areas will only continue to grow, and this initiative provides an opportunity to support the province's tourism goals while managing impact to the community and the natural wild spaces we all value. This is the right time to move forward with the strategic investment, as it takes time to plan for and build the infrastructure required for this service. This important project aligns with, well with our ongoing plans to provide transit to manage congestion, reduce our impact on the environment, and provide affordable options to get around our community. It is our great hope that this route will continue operations past the initial three-year pilot that the province is proposing. We are excited to partner with the Alberta Parks on this initiative and to move forward this important project to accommodate safe, efficient, and sustainable transportation for residents and visitors. And I'd like to invite uh, Rachel Libwick to come and speak. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you all for coming, and uh, welcome to beautiful Canmore. Thank you, Councillor McCallum, for the introduction. My name is Rachel Ludwig, and I'm the CEO of Tourism Canmore Kananaskis. Minister Nexon, thank you for making this important announcement today and for continuing to invest in projects that support the tourism industry in Canmore and Kananaskis. Tourism is the largest sector of the Canmore uh, economy. It reaches corners, all corners of our community. It brings $345 million in revenue annually and supports 4,000 jobs in our small community. A strong visitor economy creates opportunities that would not be possible without tourism. Our vibrant art scene, our world-class mountain sports, our great shopping and dining experience are just a few examples of the benefits tourism brings to Canmore. 
Tourism in Kananaskis is pleased that the province recognizes the importance of a sustainable tourism industry. Reinvesting revenues from the Kananaskis Conservation Pass shows that support. The investment in regional transit into K-Country that was just announced is an important step and aligns well with our vision of a sustainable tourism economy. Extending free transit will make access to some of our most popular spots more easier for locals and visitors alike, while helping alleviate parking issues and reducing emissions. We know that there will be some pain points this summer while the much-needed upgrades to Gold Creek and Grassy Lakes are underway, but we are looking forward to the benefits of improved trails and environmental protection this work will bring. There are so many spectacular places in Kananaskis. So while the work on these two popular hiking trails is underway, our visitor information staff will be providing alternative suggestions for visitors looking for those epic hikes, experiences, and adventures that Canmore and Kananaskis are known for. Thank you again, Minister Nixon. We are very excited to see the province reinvesting money into Kananaskis from the Kananaskis Conservation Pass. And we are looking forward to welcoming back international travelers to a more accessible and improved experience in Canmore and Kananaskis. Thank you. Thank well, you. thank you again, both of you, for your remarks, and thank you again to everybody for having us here in the Bow Valley today. And with that, uh, Paul and I would be happy to, well, I'll take the questions. Paul will let you know who's taking them, I guess, first. Yeah, uh, please, uh, there's a microphone uh, set up here. If you'd like to ask any questions, feel free to approach the mic with your name and media outlet. Hi, uh, Tom Reynolds from Global Calgary. Uh, just uh, wondering how this is going to work with the bus. Is the idea that uh, people park their vehicles in a certain area, hop on the bus and head up to Grassy Lakes or the Nordic Center and, and that area? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, get the town to also supplement. This is going to be a partnership between Alberta Environment Parks and the town of Camelot. Uh But the goal uh, is exactly that, to be able to create a transportation option to get into the park, to one of the most busiest areas of, uh, of Kananaskis. Uh, and uh, do that in a way that can give uh, people access to the park without having to park as much. Or And, and one of the, our, our big goals right now is to try to alleviate some of the congestion that we see uh, in Kananaskis. Uh, uh, we saw just recently 5.4 million visitors come to Kananaskis, as many of you know, in a year, uh, which is more than Banff. Uh, and one of the big uh, things that we're hearing from users of the park is, is about uh, limited parking options and some of that congestion. So. Our hope is that uh, with uh, this transit option with, uh, with the town of Canmore, that we'll be able to get uh, people access to Kananaskis uh, without them having to park in, in that tight environment and create some more space. We're also investing with this announcement, though, in more parking spaces as well. Uh, and I'll, I'll check if the town would like to supplement on that at all, but uh, feel free to. So currently in Canmore, we actually provide free local transit, which we're very proud of. And um, we would expect that visitors who are staying overnight would have the opportunity to leave their vehicle in the infrastructure of the hotel that they're in and get on the transit system that we have and transfer up to the Grassy Lakes route from the existing. It will just be a, literally another route within our system. So it's very exciting. Next question. 
just wondering, so is this just a summer service then for the bus? Yes. Yeah. So it's just from, okay. And then for Grassy, are they going to be shutting down the climbing area for the summer? So Grassy will see a shutdown uh, this year. Uh, it's a, a multi-million dollar project. Uh, and it's just going to take time. And obviously we have limited construction seasons already in Alberta. And in this environment, it even gets tighter. Uh, so we will uh, we'll be posting some alternatives uh, and suggestions uh, so be beyond Grassy for families and mm -hmm. other users of that area. Uh, and then next year, uh, we anticipate it'll be fully opened uh, and ready to go for many years to come. And can you explain what is going to be doing being done exactly at Grassy? So there's going to be uh, changes uh, from everything, from parking, trail maintenance, uh, and, and several other significant infrastructure upgrades like that. And I have officials from Kananaskis with me here today. So if you want, we could supplement to even a higher level of detail than me at the podium at the moment. They'd be happy to, to give you a full list of what will take place at Grassy as far as the infrastructure upgrades. But it is significant. There is, um, and, and you said they're going to be expanding the park. Uh, was it 600 hectares? Is that what you... Yes, 640 acres, actually, uh, which is a partnership that we've been working on with uh, some industry partners adjacent to the park that had owned uh, several leases in the past. Uh, this has been worked on for quite a while by the department and is now going to be able to incorporate that within the Kananaskis boundary. Uh, it's also, from my understanding, a very critical habitat uh, and part of a very critical wildlife corridor associated with the Bow Valley Wildland Provincial Park. Do you know where that is? Again, we... Rather than me describe it exactly, I do know where it is. Uh, happy to have some officials just really show it to you on a map to make sure that I'm not steering in the wrong direction. So Canada has promised uh, an increase of 25% uh, of to, sorry, to protect lands up to 25% by 2025. Other provinces have also followed suit, and Alberta has yet to step on board. Uh, could we be seeing that happen? Uh, Alberta is uh, the third largest, uh, has the third largest protected areas uh, in, in the country. Uh, of provinces. The territories do have uh, a little more would bring us down to fi uh, fifth, but they have larger landscapes, obviously, of crown land. Uh, we continue to be very, very dedicated towards uh, uh, our conservation objectives inside uh, the province of Alberta. Uh, the federal government's commitment on the United Nations commitment, I think that you'd be, is what you're referring to. Uh, we have concerns with uh, the full United Nations goal uh, and not the recognition of some of our working landscapes, particularly around uh, some of the most important habitat that the province manages, uh, grazing leases, uh, and some of the other uh, habitat that we manage inside this province. And we, we will continue uh, to drive towards uh, making sure that we are amongst the top provinces uh, inside the country as far as protected areas. Uh, but we will also continue to uh, work uh, on working landscapes as part of that conservation efforts, particularly when it comes to grazing. And what are your big concerns? Uh, the United Nations does not, uh, the, the way that the United Nations goal is spelled out uh, does not truly recognize a large portion of our uh, conservation landscapes in the province. Uh, and so uh, from our view, we'll continue to uh, make sure that we work on uh, making sure that we can have some areas that don't have working landscapes and some areas that do have working landscapes. Uh, and we'll recognize, though, uh, multi-working landscape uh, conservation areas that we have in the province. Helen Pike, CBC. Um, I'm just wondering, with all the trail closures, um, a lot of those are so very popular, and a lot of people just kind of head out and, you know, discover their own adventure in, in Alberta's parks. What does the province have to do or Alberta Parks have to do to compensate for the volume of people who normally turn up there at other trailheads um, this coming season? 
So the good news is we do have lots and lots of trails. These are very popular locations, which is why they need this level of, of a renovation to take place. Uh, but the department uh, has assured me that they're confident that there's lots of space to be able to direct people to. But there's probably going to have to be an education, not probably, there will be an education component that Kananaskis officials are focused on, uh, making sure that we can direct people to new alternatives uh, inside Kananaskis that they might not have experienced yet uh, while we work to uh, go forward with this process. My understanding for talking to the Assistant Deputy Minister of Parks, the other reason why we're going with uh, aggressively like that in one season is to try to overcome that as fast as possible, whereas if we had drug it out longer, we would have uh, compounded that, that impact for multiple seasons. But the, uh, the, the officials feel that we can be able to direct, direct traffic to other areas inside the park to make sure people can still enjoy their time in Kananaskis, uh, but we'll be focused on making sure that families and users are uh, able to, to identify some of those new locations that they may not know about. Um, and then there's also been a lot of publicity um, around the pass and what it is funding, and there's a huge disconnect between um, some public opinion um, and government opinion on where the funds for the pass are going. Um, where is that coming from? Why, why is there such a gap in understanding? Well, I'm not aware of a major gap in uh, understanding where the Kananaskis Conservation Pass goes. It's 100% required by uh, Alberta law through the Treasury Board processes that are in place with uh, Alberta Finance to be invested back inside Kananaskis. Uh, and uh, we have already, even in the last two weeks alone, I've had the privilege of being in Bow Valley visiting with you and have spent, I think, the last two announcements I've had in the Bow Valley Corridor are 20-some million dollars. The Kananaskis Conservation Pass was $12 million last year. My, uh, my officials are projecting that it will be about $15 million uh, this upcoming season. Uh, in this last two weeks alone, we've already invested more than the Kananaskis Conservation Pass in Kananaskis. And uh, you're going to be seeing me again very shortly to also continue to announce uh, investments that we're making in the Kananaskis region. So to be very clear, the Kananaskis Conservation Pass uh, must be invested back inside uh, the Kananaskis area, which includes both provincial park land uh, as well as uh, public lands. As you probably know, uh, the entire area of Kananaskis is not just uh, provincial park. Uh, prior to the Kananaskis Conservation Pass, uh, the taxpayer subsidized the users of Kananaskis' use of it to about 65 to 70 percent. Um, actually, I think it might even be higher, closer to 80 percent. Uh, and now we are seeing Kananaskis back roughly in line with what we see the rest of the provincial park system, which with users paying about 60 percent for their experience and the taxpayer paying in around 40 percent for their experience. But to be clear, uh, significantly more than the Kananaskis Conservation Pass will continue to be invested uh, inside Kananaskis. Further that, the entire park system, of which Kananaskis is the crown jewel of the system for sure, but we do have a park system that stretches across a province that is two or three times the size of Great Britain, uh, includes about 560 provincial parks, uh, and the entire budget for that provincial park system in the budget 2022, which we're about to enter here in a couple, just a few short days, has been increased by 15%. And you will continue to see significant investment in the park system across the province uh, from the government keeping in line with our platform commitment of making that investment. Oh, sorry. Hey, uh, Greg Colgan from the Rocky Mountain Outlook. Well, that's a lot of feedback there. Uh, <laughs> I guess just going off the conservation pass again, obviously there has been some confusion with that. Um, you know, for example, in your own department release, it was, I'm just going to read it here. Uh, the hiring and training of these new conservation officers was made possible by revenues from the Kananaskis Conservation Pass. Uh, so those are 19 
of the officers and only six are going to Kananaskis. So was that money, I guess, are we just kind of missing something or is yeah, it kind I, of a clear I, thing? Yeah, I think you're reading a little too much into that one sentence. Uh, the Kananaskis Conservation Pass certainly helps pay for part of the 19 uh, and ultimately 20 new conservation officers, uh, which by the way is about one-third increase of our entire conservation enforcement division. Uh, and certainly the Kananaskis Conservation Office uh, Pass is paying for a portion of that. Uh, there will be six officers uh, coming into this region. That would be uh, of the entire cost of those officers. It's $1.5 million of that announcement would be associated with Kananaskis, uh, and certainly the Conservation Pass will be used to subsidize uh, the costs that are associated with Kananaskis. Further that, though, uh, we have 60% uh, of the province's run, uh, landscape is owned by Alberta Environment Parks on behalf of Albertans right now. Uh, and there are other uh, fees associated with the use of that landscape, including camping, random camping fees, trail fees. Uh, and certainly those, those fees are going to subsidize uh, the other 14, or yeah, the other, did I get that math right? Yeah, the other 14 officers that, uh, that will be going elsewhere inside our province. But... There should be no need for confusion. The entire Kananaskis Conservation Pass is being invested in the Kananaskis area. And in fact, again, significantly more than the Kananaskis Conservation Pass uh, is being invested uh, inside Kananaskis. Just given all the confusion, do you think it would be a good bet going forward just to kind of have like a line-by-line -line audited report saying $12 million from the K-Country Pass equals this to here, this $300,000 to this trail? $300,000 this bus? Well, there is an audited save. It's called the Alberta Provincial Budget, uh, which is uh, audited by the Auditor General, including my department's budget, um, which just went through the entire estimates process, uh, which means it's inside the committee with all party members asking questions, and I can assure you there was lots of questions asked about the Kananaskis Conservation Pass, uh, as well as, of course, the Alberta Legislature, which uh, passed yesterday uh, through the Alberta Legislature. Uh, and it is clear within the Alberta budget that the Kananaskis Conservation Pass is reinvested back into Kananaskis. Um, line by line, uh, breakdown, I, I just, again, gave you two items right now that are more than the Kananaskis Conservation Pass that are identified in Alberta's budget. Uh, and we can continue to do that for quite a while. I mean, I'll give you a few more right now. Uh, hiring of 30 new seasonal positions, $3.5 million. Hiring of six conservation officers associated with Kananaskis, $1.5 million. Uh, new Kananaskis Public Safety Programs, $1.5 million. Operating the subsidizing the facilities, including the Camor Nordic Center, uh, plans for its redevelopment, $1 million from our department, $17.9 million from Alberta Infrastructure. Uh, the renovations to the William Watson Lodge, just three-quarters of a million dollars. Planning infrastructure upgrades to the... For, for planning for the Camor Nordic Center, $1 million. This regional transit initiative with the town of Camor, $1 million. Investment in local volunteer trail organizations that we announced uh, just recently, just over half a million dollars. Supporting vehicle and visitor information centers, just over half a million dollars. Contracts tra traffic management services, $350,000. Grooming of winter trails, a quarter million dollars. Increasing support for search and rescue operations in the region, $100,000. Uh, and we can go on and on and on on uh, lists like that that are within the Alberta Environment and Parks budget. Yeah, those are... The specific budget itself, not the K-Country Pass, correct? Those, Those are, are investments together, in Kananaskis mm -hmm. uh, that are a direct result of the revenue that comes in from the Kananaskis Conservation Pass. Mm -hmm. okay. And any of the funding used elsewhere? The, the Canada, no. The Kananaskis Conservation Pass, underneath Alberta Treasury processes, has to be invested back in Kananaskis. Um, and again, 
There's been more, more money than the Canada Assets Conservation Pass already invested in Canada Assets this year, and will continue to be in years to come. And just a clarity question on the bus. Is it 2023 or 2024? There, I just got from my officials in the back, 2024. Was there any discussion on having that come in sooner, or is it more logistical issues that has it more beneficial in 2024? I'd have to refer you to the town, and uh, happy to give you, I have the head of Canada Assets on, on behalf of the department here who probably talked to you in more detail sure. uh, with that answer. I obviously was not part of those conversations. Cool. Yep. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thank you very much. There's also uh, the Rome Transit Bus out front for cameras if you'd like to get some shots. Um, I also part, I believe part of the officials could probably direct you to questions that you had about the specific area being protected in the expansion. I believe parts were along the High Line Trail and some parts uh, outside of the Silver Tip here. Michael Raycroft in the back there is able to uh, answer some of those questions for you. 